Minnesota safety Tyler Newbin has to make a statement this week versus the Ohio State Buckeyes. Marvin Harrison Jr., Kate Stover, Emeka Ibuka, can he help slow these guys down? We're going to talk about that next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft for, uh, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I'm your boy, Daniel Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm an Astros Scott over with the Draft Network, and I got to kick this thing over to my guy, Mr. LSU 2019 National Champion with the LSU Bengal Tigers, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, man, the other side of this dynamic duel that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your favorite podcast to tap into every single day, man, 24-7, 365. We are who you tap into. I want to say shout out to our everydayers. Before we get this thing started, man, go ahead, like, go ahead, comment, go ahead, subscribe to this podcast, man. This is the best NFL Draft Podcast because we talk college football, we talk NFL football, but we always say it starts with the NFL Draft. DP, today's slate, man, we are had we have make a statement right you went with the defender i'm going with a quarterback i'm gonna drop that tease right there man then we're going with the where you at those prospects who have not performed well who have not performed to the summer grades we have to call you out we have to talk about it we have to see if it's about scheme roster management what's going on and then we're going to finish this thing up with a little nfl discussion rookie spotlights what rookies have to perform well in order for their teams to win this weekend in the nfl dp before we get that started why don't we hit them with our title sponsors this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Keith, we talked on yesterday's part about the safety position. And I talked about my, you know, my top two, you know, was the one, well, my top two, of course. Tyler Newbin being number two. And this week with Minnesota, man, we know that Minnesota is not a powerhouse team or anything like that, but they have a big game on the schedule. You're going into, uh, you know, Ohio State. And when you think about the, the litany of weapons Ohio State, and it seems like they're healthy now, Keith, offensively, right? With Travion Henderson back in the backfield, Ameka Buka back in the lineup, you know, Kay Stover. Julian Fleming and Marvin Harrison Jr., they've been holding down the fort for the most part while those guys were trying to get back to full strength. Tyler Newbin is a six foot two, 210 pound safety that can do a lot of different things, right? And when you look at the numbers of him, right, when he's targeted, he's been targeted 13 times in coverage this year, only allowed three receptions for 12 yards, right? But he has four pass breakups, zero touchdowns allowed, and he's intercepted four passes so especially when you think about the erratic play of Ohio State quarterback right Kyle McCord while he's he shows some semblance and flashes of okay I can play this position I can get the ball to my playmakers yeah he's got some moments where you're like Kyle what are you doing like who you know who are you throwing this ball to Kyle and, and Tyler Newbin I think for I think speed wise 
frame-wise, he is an NFL starting safety. And I think this is one of those games where you talk a resume game. If he can go out there and and take, you know, be over the top, right, of of, of um Marvin Harrison Jr., take away that deep ball, right, take away those type of big explosive plays, but also walk down into the box, be a, a plus one to help kind of corral and slow down Travion Henderson and when necessary, and you're in the middle of the field, handling big body Cade Stover. I think Tyler Newman has a real shot to, to cement himself as truly the safety two of this class. Um, you know, behind for me, Cameron Kitchens, but also as a potential second round, early second round pick of the 2024 NFL draft. But DP, you mentioned all of those Ohio State weapons, right? You talk about Marvin Harrison Jr., Cade Stover, Mecca Ibuka, Trevion Henderson. Seems like Tyler Newman's gonna have to be everywhere, DP. He's gonna have to, he's gonna have to be all over the field, man. And I think that's what's gonna make this exciting. And like you say, you talk about a resume game because who does he cover, right? Who do they feel comfortable with him covering? Do they feel like he should play over the top of Marvin Harrison Jr.? Do you man him up with Cade Stover, right? Do you put him as the, the guy to stop the vertical threat that is that is Emeka Ibuka, or do you put him in a box? to stop Travion Henderson and this run game. I'm, I I really like that, DP. But then it also, you know, it's, it's just the balance of how Tyler Newbin is going to have to approach it. So, like I said, I think this is a really good resume game. DP, for me, I told you. I said I'm going with a guy on the offensive side of the football. I'm going with a guy that I didn't expect to go with, right? But I watched the film this past weekend, and I'm like, you know what? I kind of like you. I kind of like you. And that is Carson Beck. The quarterback from Georgia, DP, we haven't been able to say that the past couple of years. It almost don't right. sound right saying it, DP. Uh, honestly, been a while. It's probably been about five, ten years, right, because they didn't play Justin Fields. But I like I, I like what he does, DP, and I'm looking at the stats real quick, right? Last week, he went for 300 yards, two touchdowns, but you're putting together a resume to against Florida, DP, and that was, that was a, a game that kind of fell off the rails for Florida, but he played well. He still had 315 yards. Two touchdowns, right? Kentucky, he threw for 389 and four touchdowns. Um, UAB, another 338. Auburn, another 313. So this is a guy that's – you can't just say that they're consistently just playing ball control type offense, right, and just don't don't mess it up. Like, no, they're, they're giving him real opportunities to make plays, and he's making plays against Ole Miss, man. He When he when he dotted up, Brock Bowers up, right, in the end zone for the touchdown, man. That was on-the-money throw. Uh, then he had another throw to Ladd McConkey, right? Like, the guy, yeah. the guy is just flat-out performing. So I, I watched him, DP, jumped into the tape, and I was, I was in, extremely impressed with what I seen for Carson Beck. Now, this is the thing. I don't know if I'm impressed on the scale of – NFL quarterback impressed or impressed on a scale of better than what we've seen from Georgia impressed, right? There's two different, there's two different levels to this. Cause I mean, obviously, and, and you know, cause you talk about it with LSU, right? We've had a long history of quarterbacks, right? Of, of not having great quarterbacks. So remember when we had Zach Mettenberger, right? And it was oh, like, yeah. LSU finally got a quarterback, right? And he was solid for LSU, but obviously the NFL career didn't necessarily pan out, but you don't know if it's that or like, when we had Joe Burrow and it's like, nah, this is different. This is the real deal, right? So I'm really excited to watch Carson Beck. They're playing against Tennessee. T- I mean, Tennessee DP. They're playing against Tennessee, which is another piece of rivalry game. They should win this going away. But I would say this. When I watched this Georgia team, because I was close. And you know what? We got to admit our flaws, right? Saturday, oh yeah, I got yep, on the live yep. crew. I predicted an upset, DP. I you predicted do. Ole Miss to win. Not only did they not win. Georgia blew them out, right? They say that, you know what? It is levels to this. And then I jumped into the film. And I really went back to it and watched this team with a healthy Brock Bowers because 
Brock Bowers hasn't been healthy in a couple of years. And I said, you know what? Georgia's on the cusp of transitioning like Alabama did a few years ago when they went from just solely being a defense in a run game and a ball control team to potentially being a high-powered offense that can throw the ball all over the field, right? And, and that's what I want to check out, and that's what I'm looking for Carson Beck to make a statement because they ranked number one. I thought it was a little bit shaky at first, but if it's just a different version, then I get it, right? And I want to yeah. see Carson Beck come out here again and, and show why they're the number one team. No, I mean, he, he's played good ball. And, you know, you talked about, like, with Brock Bowers, he missed, what, I think, like a month maybe or yeah. so with that tightrope. You know, because for the for the I think it was sprained ankle, and you just saw the impact he had, right? Pulling two defenders on that Lad McConkey touchdown, and it mm -hmm. was a rope. It was it was a dime from from Carson Beck. Just drove that ball right between uh, two closing defenders. So you saw the arm talent, the ball placement, the accuracy, and th that's those are things you couldn't say for a couple of years at Georgia. Arm talent, ball placement, accuracy. You couldn't say those things, right? So like you know, I think he's. I, do I think he's going to be a, a guy we talk about in April? No. I think he's going back to Georgia and, and, and try to be one of the top quarterbacks selected in next year's class, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that he's a guy that, you know, and, and crazy enough, I'll throw one more name out there. He's opposite. He's in the same game. Joe Milton. Joe Milton's yeah. played pretty <clears throat> pretty efficient football for the most part. I think he only has like four or five interceptions this year. They don't have the playmakers that, that Hendon Hooker was throwing to last year, man. You know, the order offensive line, it's not exactly the same. So, you know, not having Jalen High and not having Cedric Tillman, Brew McCoy, who was supposed to step into that Cedric Tillman big body role, he got hurt early in the season, right? So Joe Milton is kind of playing with a not so great situation in terms of wide receiver help, but he's playing solid football. And I think if he can go out there and showcase himself well, it'll help his draft stock, especially against the University of Georgia. Yeah, and I, I DP because Joe Milton was a guy that we kind of talked about being disappointed a little bit early on, but it seems like he's raised his play just to a level of being consistent, right? And and you know what you're going to get week in and week out. So that's definitely a game to tap into just to see if Tennessee is able to pull some things off. If the head coach, right, with Josh Heupel, I believe has some things yep. in his bag to be able to pull some things off. So we will see. But DP. Coming up next, the Where You At segment. Where you at? Those players that were supposed to perform well. Supposed to perform well. That's a tongue twister, DP. Supposed to perform well this season. Um, They haven't quite lived up to the billing. We're going to talk about why. We're going to ask them simply, where you at? Coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the special leagues, specials league, a league specifically created for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, example, Kevin Durant plus Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions. Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players? like rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in prize picks community each and every week. This week on prize picks, I am taking the under Tommy DeVito quarterback for the New York Giants versus the Washington Commanders under 158 and a half passing yards. Guys, all you need to do is go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Where you at? Chico Bennett 
Jr., edge rusher from the University of Virginia. Those uh, Cavaliers, right? Not the Cleveland Cavaliers, but the Virginia Cavaliers. A guy that Keith, I was, guys, I was, I was really excited about. Um, after watching him in the summer, he had 24 hurries and pressures last year. Um, you know, two forced fumbles, eight sacks, and just watching him, I was like, hey, he knows how to get in the backfield, baby. He knows how to rush the passer. I'm like, man. Now with another year under his belt, I'm expecting him to ascend, to get better, right? To see the production take another step. Well, not so much. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not so much. Uh, he's got one sack uh, and 23 hurries this year. No uh, no, no forced fumbles this season. And it's like, where you at, Chico? You know what I'm saying? Where, Chico, where you at, baby? Because I, I don't know how you drop off in terms of sack production in such a way to go from eight to just one on the season. And he started pretty much almost every single game this year, right? And, and you're talking about pass rush snaps. He has 219 pass rush snaps. You got 219 pass rush snaps to one sack. That's crazy. Those are crazy numbers to think about right now. Well, so it's like for me, I'm interested. To, I got to get into the tape, Keith, you know, so I can know and fully see what's going on. But when we were talking about this segment, I went and looked at somebody I was high on. I was like, where's my guy Chico, man? <laughs> I wanted to ask you because you said you were high on him. What was some of the things or the main thing that, that got you excited about Chico? Because I'm sure, obviously, if people weren't aware of him last year, they're definitely not aware of him this year if he only has one sack. So what, what were you looking for in Chico Bennett? Or what did you see last year that made you was like, okay, this is an intriguing prospect that I kind of want to soft circle and, and, and kind of highlight? Man, uh, power. Uh, he had good quickness off the ball. He was at like 6'4", 6'5", like 252, 255. So he got an NFL frame. He stood up, put his hand in the dirt. He just like, and Chris, by the way, he did all of that production last year, and I felt like he was raw from a um, from a uh, fundamental standpoint with his hands, right, in, in terms of his pass rush repertoire, hand counters, things like that. I felt like he was raw last year with that. So to have eight sacks, uh, forced fumbles, hurries, pressures, and still not be a guy that's like very like fundamentally sound in terms of how he deconstructs blocks and wins the edge from play to play. I was excited off of that. I'm like, okay, if you can do that being raw, I'm expecting you to go in the offseason, put in the work, right, get better, right, and take a step forward and then come out and be one of those um, diamonds in the rough, right? Like the, one of those guys that pop out of nowhere and he's like, man, he's got 10 sacks, four forced fumbles, you know, 30, 40 hurries, whatever. And it's like, this dude's playing well and he looks the part. I just haven't seen like the numbers show it. And I mean, even though I watch UVA play live games, I, I want, I, I remember watching them like, is he on the field? Cause I right. just didn't feel that impact from him. So I'm going to go and watch some tape, you know, after the, these weekends games and kind of try and answer my own question. But Chico, <laughs> I, I, Chico, we had <laughs> Well, DP, the guys I have, okay. They're, they're part of this. I have two guys. Let me let me say that I have two guys. They are part of. The, they, they go to the same school. They're on the same football team. They're even in the same unit. They're on the same side of the football DP. And we listen. We've leaned into Caleb Williams, right? Big media has got on him. We've talked about it, right? On on this podcast, we've talked about holding on to the football, getting rid of the ball quicker. We've seen it all, right? It's all unleashing, right? Everything that was said preseason in the first five weeks that has all come undone dp but you know we are a go to the source um 
podcast we'll go to the source evaluators talent scouts right draft analysts that's what we do we go to the source and so i go back to my scouting those dp over the summer and i say hey i had two guys that i had highlighted in a soft circle that was supposed to have big years and instead of big years dp they have combined combined 600 yards receiving from Caleb Williams, 600 yards receiving, and that is wide receiver Mario Williams and wide receiver Dorian Singer. Both were supposed to be intricate parts of this receiver core, and you simply ask where you at, right? And it's not that Caleb Williams is not throwing the football. We know he is throwing the football, and he's putting up numbers. Taj Washington, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, five, I'll probably say he's 5'8", 160 pounds. He's their leading wide receiver. He has 1,000 yards right so Caleb Williams is looking for him and you see this guy playing in a slot and he's doing different things I want to ask where is Mario Williams where is Dorian Singer because you would think DP entering the season right coming off of last year Jordan Addison was there and you've seen flashes of Mario Williams and it's like I think this might be the next guy right like he's next up he came with with uh Caleb Williams from Oklahoma right they both came here together and you would expect that just naturally hey this is the next step. What Dorian Singer, right? Transfers from what was he at Arizona? I Arizona. At Arizona to USC. You came because you wanted to play with a better quarterback, right? You wanted to get the receptions. You wanted to get the touches. And it's just all just not there. And, and, and it's a larger picture conversation, right? Is this not Lincoln Riley getting them involved, right? Is it them having to play different positions? Is it them, right? Because I will say, Mario Williams, there were some questions that I had. Think he is an NFL talent, right? But it was, can he be a number one, right? And that was more of my conversation. But I think now the conversation, people are asking, hey, can he be a number two? Can he be a number three? And we've seen this conversation kind of downward spiral because people have questioned the success of this position. And that's taking that slot wide receiver gadget guy and taking him really high. And what I mean is, is that when you comp all of those guys that's similar to Kadarius Tony. How many of them have been extremely successful? And not just that part, consistent. I think that's the yeah. biggest part. How many of them have been consistent producers in the NFL? Because I think about your Wandale Robinson, somebody that I really like, right? The one guy that you can see, DP, maybe that you like to that level would have been Jalen Waddle, right? Like he's probably been yeah. the most successful sub 5'10 wide receiver, explosive gadget guy, slot guy that has done it. So that has to be my, my, my two guys, DP, for where you at. No, I mean, and, and it's 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 warranted, right? Because you're playing with Caleb Williams in a in an air raid offense, right? And, and Mario Williams not only came <clears throat> to USC and followed Caleb Williams, he followed Lincoln Riley too. So it's like right. you got the same coach, you got a you know the, the same QB, right? One of the elite kind of QB prospects, a top tier QB prospects, in a scheme that is going to give you going to give you space and opportunity to perform and. I'm with you. I thought that Mario Williams was going to take that next step this year as well, and we just have not seen it, and, and it's uh, disappointing. Same thing for Dorian Singer. Uh, uh, I think he's what like Dorian Singer is like what six one, like six foot six one somewhere in there, a two hundred pound receiver that can work on the outside, work in the slot. He 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 has a a varying skill set, a diverse skill set, and you you expected him to kind of step into this offense and be a playmaker for Caleb Williams as well. I just don't understand what's going on. You know what I mean? For for Taj Washington and um and Brendan Rice to be your top two guys where coming into the season, these two guys that you brought up 
we kind of expected to be in that mix to be the top guys. And no, it's, it's absolutely disappointing, Keith. Yup, yup, disappointing to say the least, man. And like I said, we're gonna get down to the bottom of it, but we had to see where you at, right? By where you at segment DP. Let's keep this thing going, keep it flowing. NFL conversation coming up next. Rookie spotlight. What rookies have to perform well for the NFL team to win this weekend? We're about to get into that conversation. Whenever the game clock stops, you know what that means? That it's time to order in on DoorDash. Guys, I live in the Greenville County of South Carolina and after watching games or going to a tailgate or, you know, just having my favorite watch party, my watch party favorites, I love to order from the Cheesecake Factory. I love cheesecake. Me and my wife both, my, our son does as well. And they have an assortment, a variety of flavors that you can order and then have it dropped off right at your front door. Think about that. Having perfect, delicious dessert dropped off at your front door, especially after you ate pizza, wings, burgers, uh, sodas, you name it, whatever you eat during your watch party favorites, your, your watch party favorites, whatever you eat during the watch party, you want to be able to top it off with a nice piece of cheesecake or dessert. And the Cheesecake Factory is my place to go. So you, if you're in the Greenville County area, you can do the same thing. Order on DoorDash and have it delivered right to your front door. Guys, get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. The rookie spotlight, guys, always shines bright here on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. And for me, my rookie spotlight and Keenan, I, I, we ain't talk, we didn't talk about this, so I don't know if we if we bump heads on this or not. I'm going quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, Dorian Thompson Robson. Oh, I like that. Man. I like that a whole lot. Like you know, this was a guy I liked. Come, you know, while he was at college, I liked this game. I, I, I felt like while some people were like, "Oh, he's going to have to switch to slot receiver stuff like that," I felt like he could play in the league. Yeah, I, I didn't feel like that watching DT. I, 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 he had a grown man presence about himself. I, I thought that, and I don't listen. He playing the Ravens. Oh, they no, they're not playing the Ravens. I'm sorry. That's they got the, the Steelers this week. They had the Steelers. I knew it was a, another AFC North opponent. Um. But, you know, they have the Steelers, which is another really good defense. So still the same, apply the same point is that we don't know if the stats, right, are going to show well. And, you know, you're starting as a rookie and playing as a rookie. It may not be bad football, but I like the spotlight because you really want to see if you're Cleveland, if you have something there. But you could continue, DP. No, no. And, and that's that's where I was going to, Keith, is that with, with you're going to go into 2024, be what, year three of this fully guaranteed deal from Deshaun yeah. Watson. And between the suspension and not the injuries, man, like you haven't gotten the most bang for your buck. Like you haven't gotten the most out of the money that you spent. A bang, right? Like not even just right, the most bang. True. You didn't get exactly. a bang. <laughs> we have not seen that final. What was that? The 20, was that 2020, 2019? 2019. That, that version of Deshaun Watson where he led the league in passing. And all, we haven't seen that, right? So I think with Dorian, with DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson, you, you talked about it, um, Keith. The Cleveland Browns can run the ball. Doesn't matter who in the backfield, right? Like they 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 can run the football. So having um Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt is gonna make his job easier. But I think now Kevin Stefanski, can you get him in, in um incorporated and in, well, can you incorporate DTR's legs? Because at this stage of their careers, I would say he's a more dynamic runner and rusher than Deshaun Watson. So you think about the zone read game, right? You might even Get, you know, you can come out in 22 with the in the pistols in in, in the in the, you know, the two pistols beside him and shotgun. You can go 22, right? And you can legitimately 
kind of uh triple option this thing. You can do a lot of different things because he's used to that. But also, Amari Cooper's going to make his life easier. Get, getting David and Joku the football. Elijah Moore, who has started to come up, come on as of late for this offense, man. Like, he has played Cedric Tillman, a guy he's he's used to because in the preseason, they were out there balling together. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the spotlight right on the stage, putting the spotlight on DTR because – Cleveland, it Cleveland has a Super Bowl winning defense. Their run game is good. They have enough pieces offensively. They just need consistency from the QB. And I was excited to hear that they said, "No, we're not going back to PJ Walker. We're going to let DTR take the reins from here. And if he can play well, knock off the Steelers. We'll keep moving up the 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 um the standings in the AFC North and help get this team into the playoffs." It can it can say a lot. It can say a whole lot for him as their future after this contract runs out for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and DP, I like that because I, I just thought DTR had an NFL presence about himself, man, and it flashed some in the preseason. Yeah, because you met him down in Cali, uh, 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 over in Cali. Yeah, 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 Cali. Uh, what that was two years, not this past summer, but summer before. Yeah, and he just had a, he just had a presence about himself, man. Because even when you think about him going to UCLA. He didn't go there with that scheme being in place, right? It's just that things had to alter and adjust. So I, I, I do like that, DP. I'm, I'm kind of going back to the well again. But this is just going to be a consistent draft conversation. And as this thing unfolds, we're going to have to have this conversation. And that's the Tennessee Titans, DP. I have to go with Will Levis again. And I know it's almost it, – it's not at the point where we're beating a dead horse. You know what? We're just in the middle of this evaluation, right? Like, And, and I want to put the rookie spotlight because – the GM is going to have to make a decision. The head coach is going to have to make a decision. The owner is going to have to make a decision. And it's like, okay, keep wide back to Will Levis, right? Okay, cool. We started against Atlanta. We went for a touchdown, zero interceptions. Guess what? You are our franchise quarterback. There is no doubt about it, DP. You are the man. 100, 130 passer rating, right? Then we followed up with the Pittsburgh game, right? 22 or 39, 260 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, right? I can live with it. It's against Pittsburgh. It's against the Steelers. That's okay. We're a rookie. We're going to keep it moving. DP, after that, Tampa Bay, the same team that CJ Stroud just tore up and lit up for, what, five touchdowns and 400 yards, right? Went 19 to 39, 199 yards, right? 48% completion percentage, no touchdowns, one interceptions, four sacks, right? So it's which way are we trending, right? Because this is going to be the issue, DP, that we talked about this again. They're eventually going to trend themselves into a top five pick. And what are you going to do? So I, I think that it has to be on that. Like, and everybody in the NFL should be watching because right now I'm looking at Tankathon DP. The, the Tennessee Titans are three and six, right? And it's three teams tied for three and six. Chicago is three and seven. So you're, you're one weekend away from having a top five pick. And then now the fans being intrigued with, hey, can we get Caleb Williams or or, or, or Drake May, right? Like, and, and, and now the fans are, are, are thinking about that. And then now you're trying to figure out what are we going to do with Will Levis? What are we going to do moving forward? So that's why my rookie spotlight is because as we had this draft conversation, the Tennessee Titans, if they continue to lose, they're going to be a major factor in what goes on. No, 100%. And, and I think he's just, he's just got to, like, beat the scouting report because you know i did the scouting report on him and and, and yeah. the things i wrote down the things i put in my scouting report i see every I, i've seen it every weekend since he started and, and it's it's the same holding on to the football not anticipating throws and windows right like 
and, and his deep ball accuracy and ball placement is not great. So it's like you got to improve on those things. And now don't get me wrong. I know the offensive line. Andre Dillon, might, he may be the worst starting left tackle in football. Like, he is bad. I'm not going to sit here in front, right? But at the same time, <clears throat> Will has to, like, because I, I watched the tape, and I'm like, there's throws to be made, Keith. There's mm-hmm. guys open underneath. It, and I, I'll, I'll never forget. I wrote, um, Will Levis is a see-it-throw-it passer, mm-hmm. and that's not good because when you don't see it, you don't throw it. And then what does that do? You hold on to the ball. You burp the baby. Now your offensive lineman gets beat, and now you're pressured or you get sacked. And I think he was one of the, the leaders in the class of in terms of pressures that turned into sacks, leaving college and coming into for the 2023 NFL draft class. We looked at the quarterbacks. So I'm with you. Like, he's got he's to gotta do enough. You don't have to win these games. Just do enough to where the team says, we believe in what you're doing. We believe in the steps you've made. We believe in your development. You're safe. Just You just need to do enough to where they do like the umpire in baseball and say, you're safe, Will. <laughs> yep. Hey, well, that's what is that, right? Will Levis is trying to be stable. DP, you know what is a safe bet? A safe bet is you can bet on the Locked On NFL Draft will be here 24-7, 365 throughout this entire draft process with more Tennessee Titan conversation, Dallas Cowboys. We are letting this thing unfold team after team as this process goes throughout. So, man, you know what it's happening every single day, man. I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at the talent code you can find dp damien parson on x at dp underscore nfl man like we always like to say man y'all talk at us tweet at us man comment at us because we like to talk but go subscribe and follow for free on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts get the latest episode as soon as it is available thank y'all for making locked on nfl draft your first listen today and every day shout out for being our everydayers guys thank y'all so much like he said talk to us on on youtube talk to us on twitter i got some of y'all jumping my dms on ig talk to us because we do talk back just come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the locked on podcast network your team every day